Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This whole annoying conversation, it's like talking to someone who who watches a soap opera that doesn't change for like 35 years, and there's evil twins, and wives come back from the dead. These are stupid stories, and they never change. It goes on forever. This is the Leafs. The Leafs are the Y&R, and, and it's, but except Y&R I kind of like. There is nothing enjoyable about having a Leaf conversation. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Howdy. Welcome to the RP Show. Uh, happy Thanksgiving for our U.S. friends and those of us here in America. I'm going to tell you something about Thanksgiving and why it's great. I think we all know that. Uh, I'm here in South Florida. Darren Moose-Dupon joins us from Toronto, Canada. And uh, Moose, I told you before we went to where we're going to break with tradition here today in terms of being not as formatted as normal. And a lot of people are thinking, there's a format? There actually is. <laughs> are we going to have more fun than normal today? Break with the program a little bit. And my guy, my, a very good friend of mine, I don't want to name him, but he watches the show now on Shaw Cable Channel 230 out of Calgary. And he wrote me last night. He goes, I watched the replay show, and you guys, you just put me in a good mood. So thank you for that. You guys do a great job. I'm like, well, thank you. That's a byproduct of us having fun. But I hope it puts everybody in a good mood. And you said this, uh, I saw on your social media today, and I think you said it earlier in the week. The beautiful thing about Canadians is we kind of celebrate two Thanksgivings. Kind of like that movie Stepmom. Uh, or was it Step Brothers when they're like, two Christmases? No, that was Talladega Nights. Anyways, two Thanksgivings. That's what Canadians have. Don't you feel that? Yeah, I really do. And, um, and I, and I kind of said, like, you know, you guys are down there. We got friends. We have, you know, colleagues. We have followers, viewers in the U.S. And it's such a great day and an opportunity to give thanks and reflect back on what's going well in your life that, like, if you can celebrate it twice, why wouldn't you? Because it's such a great day. So uh, I hope everybody that's watching the show has uh, taken a moment to reflect and celebrate Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, for sure. I see the people putting on social media both October 9th weekend and then today what they're thankful for I'm like hey great it's awesome that you're doing it two days a year if you do it 365 <laughs> days a year and recognize what you're thankful for you'll really be cooking with gas but maybe someday people will uh, get on to that can you hit the quick six show horn please director Jordan? by the way I'm thankful for you I'm thankful for you Jordan every, every day but our guests today, this has a little to do with us breaking with tradition and having a little more fun than normal. TSN Winnipeg's John Liu is going to be with us in hour one. Sean Lemon of the Montreal Alouettes Great Cup champions in hour two. And Serena Taylor, our hockey analyst, is going to be with us in hour two as well because people were writing in here yesterday saying, what does Serena think the orders need to do? And I'm like, you know what? Among... Some other things we don't normally do that we're going to do today. Here's one. Point one has to do with the National Hockey League. And the Canadian Press Service that I subscribe to tied it up very tidily 
with this paragraph. A busy night in the National Hockey League with 14 games Wednesday and five Canadian teams on the road. Montreal was a 5-3 winner over Anaheim, and Winnipeg edged Tampa Bay 3-2 in overtime. But Vancouver lost 5-2 to the Colorado Avalanche, Calgary fell 4-2 to Nashville, and Edmonton dropped a 6-3 decision to the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm Sterling Peterson, and that's what's going on. How about that? I'm not going to go into a sentence of every game, but what I want to say is, what would you do? And I'm not necessarily asking for it from everybody right now, but for Oiler fans specifically who were, have been asking me for the last day, 24 hours, what Serena thinks, she'll be with us an hour two. Y'all can commiserate together an hour two. I used to be that guy, and I have some ex considerable experience in this, and you know it, Darren, hosting the 20 well, not the two and a half hour daily hotline, therapy hotline. The Ryder Radio Hotline, where people would come and cry, and I would counsel them on the air, and it was, you know, we'd, do, we'd get through it together. Well, I'm not that guy anymore, and I'm certainly not the order guy. You guys can all talk about yourselves, because today is that cutoff. We talked about it a little bit yesterday, Darren. I said these will be massive games tonight in the NHL for specifically the Flames, who were crappy in a 4 2. Yeah, now I'm really walking it back here for a second. Now everything's flooding my mind. The Flames sucked last night. The Oilers sucked last night. So what would you do? Text in 902-518-3033. Sober Carpenter text line. Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers. Wonderful partners of the RP show. Uh, or the YouTube chat. Like literally is a day where I will allow it. What would you do? And I feel like your Leafs... Like, uh, did you get where I'm coming from, Darren? You feel me most days. I'm just saying to the audience, what would you do with your team? Yeah. With you, with the Leafs, I don't feel like you feel like you need to do a whole lot, right? No. I think we're okay right now. I've won four in a row. Things are, the ship seems to be pointed in the right direction. You had a little chance to go over to Sweden, and that seemed to set things right. Um, but if I'm the Oilers, man... I'm probably finding a Sherpa. I'm taking the team up to the top of a mountain on a little four-day retreat. We're going to have a little uh, get-together with God up there as close as we can to the heavens. And there needs to be some sort of come-to-Jesus moment of, of some kind to say, hey, what are we in? Or maybe an Aaron Rodgers-style darkness retreat. But they got to do something because firing the coach clearly wasn't the problem. The coach clearly wasn't the problem. The problems run deeper in that team right now. They were so bad last night that Chris Knobloch was largely speechless. And uh, I've, afterwards, their new head coach. For, what's today? Today he's their head coach. And I'm sitting in the press box last night. Here's another one with the Serena thing. Like, there, there's, there's no sports teams that would affect my mood anymore. There just isn't. But that's fine. Um, last night, I'm sitting in the press box at the game Bruins-Panthers with Bill Lindsay's dad, the Panthers great radio color guy now. I sit with his dad, Junie. We've established that. He's 92. And Bill comes up to me in the first intermission, just holds his phone out like this, and he's got the score up. 4-1, Carolina over Edmonton. And just to look at, like, <laughs> I don't care. It's not my team. It's Serena's team. So maybe we should do a welfare check on her. But the funny thing is she was wearing the Oilers jacket here Monday night when the Oilers were losing to the Panthers. And, uh, 
two of the usher guys, the press box attendants, whatever you want to call them, custodians, security, they were making fun of her, right? They were, they were. And I'm like, boys, you don't know her. Like, I wouldn't be doing that. But whatever. You got to learn on your own. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so last night, she wasn't at the game with me last night. So they came up to me in the press box last night and said, uh, hey, we're so sorry, man. We're, I hope Serena's not mad. I hope she's not. We're just having fun. I'm like, guys, she didn't even see you. She wasn't even paying attention. She was in the zone. And I said, and by the way, I apologize for her chanting, let's go Oilers in the press box during the game, because I know it's not allowed. And they're like, no, we don't care. She's good. So that's the relationship we have here with the Florida Panthers. So again, I'll allow it today. What will you do? Like in the Flames, their head coach Ryan Huska last night saying after the game, we were sloppy and slow. I would give the Flames until U.S. Thanksgiving before I started really panicking. I know the fans have been panicking since game two. But for any, anybody, any, what would you do? And just furthermore, to put a bow on it before we move on, that guy Rick, who I love, he wrote in here yesterday, he's a new viewer. He's like, what should the Rough Riders do? Again, don't care, not my job, not my concern anymore. However, if that's your team, you can write in here and tell me what you would do. And I talked to you, and I talked to our COO, and I talked to Serena. I said, what should I say in this instance where I don't want to field this question about the Rough Riders every day? And it was Joe. Y'all had very good advice, but it was Joe that said, just say you've got on record with what you think. They've made their decisions. There's nothing more to talk about. And that's why I don't handle business, because I'm not delicate that way. Right? You know that, Darren. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> but you've gone on record. Just, you've said it. You've, you've answered it, and away we go. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I can't do it every day. Anyways, moving on yeah. to more. I said we we're going to have fun. I want to have fun, damn it. And we will right here. Because I saw your social media today. I'm like, if Darren's talking about it, a lot of people talking about it. Point two, San Antonio coach Greg Popovich grabbed the microphone and chastised the crowd at the Frost Bank Center on Wednesday night, telling fans to stop booing former Spurs all-star Kawhi Leonard and his Los Angeles Clippers. Popovich said on the arena microphone, excuse me for a second, can we stop all the booing and let these guys play? Have a little class. It's not who we are. Knock off the booing. Kawhi Leonard had 24 points as the Clippers beat the Spurs 109-102 in that game. It was San Antonio's 10th straight loss. Kawhi has been jeered by Spurs fans since he demanded a trade and was dealt from San Antonio to the Toronto Raptors on July 18, 2018. Here's what's fun about this. Serena and I went and worked out at a new gym today, Johnny O's, which comes with a whole set of other stories. Did you see that I was working out with Major Wright today, the former Chicago Bears safety and uh, Florida Gators safety from the national champion Swamp Kings? Yeah, that was today. Um, but we got back here, and I'm surfing social media. I'm, I'm putting my notes together, and I said, what did you think? Did you see what Popovich did last night? And Serena goes, how would I have seen what Popovich did last night? And I said, it's all over social media. I showed her the clip. I said, this would be like in a senior hockey rink. Some guy reaching over the glass and grabbing the microphone from the public address. And I could see it at a senior hockey game. Not the NBA. 
That's what's lost in all the, I can't believe it happened. And you, you applaud it. You applaud it. I, I, I feel like you went along with it. You thought it was a good idea. Well, yeah, but it was like, I've never seen anything like this. Like, it's so no. random that he would walk over and <laughs> grab the mic in the middle of the game and speak across the loudspeaker. Like, that is so wild. But it tells you a little bit about Greg Popovich, that he kind of owns that environment. And he's one of the old school guys who can be a jerk, who can be a little salty. But at the end of the day, it, he doesn't last this long into his 70s as a head coach and win multiple championships if he doesn't have strong values and isn't a good person at the very core, right? And to me, um, you know, Kawhi was there as a player for him. Um, and this tells me that, yeah, it didn't end well. He demanded a trade and left, but he still cares about the person and cares about the people who come through his organization. And to say that, and to say, this is not how we do things, you know, and get on the mic and he, he had enough, but it was a little bit, it was flirting with, with old respected coach doing a great thing. And senile old man grabbing microphone and just yelling randomly. It was like blurring the lines, right? I, I think it was yeah, a good well, value thing, but yeah. I appreciate Jay Miller writing in from Winnipeg. He says, should Pop be fined? And I'm like, for what specifically? I don't think he broke a rule, but let me just say this. I don't like Greg Popovich, and I'm sure he doesn't care, but... How, why would he? We do air, by the way, all over the state of Texas. That's another matter. I do get a lot of messages from Texas viewers. Greg Popovich isn't one. He treats those halftime interviewers like crap. Like he's a jerk to the media, which I don't have anything. We're just trying to do our job. Why do you got to be a jerk with that? Number two, I don't really like his political views at all. So it's like I don't give my political views by and large. Because when I do, people tell me to STFU, and I'm like, you know what? You're right. So why can he? I get that he's won five championships with the Spurs. I don't doubt that he's a great coach, but how come he can run off at the mouth and basically do whatever the hell he wants? And he don't care what anybody thinks, and he gets away with it all the time. Just because he won five times? I guess. But I'll say this. Like, I, again, don't, I don't like Greg Popovich, period. But imagine if the public address announcer did this, got up from his table, went over to the Spurs bench and said, hey, Pop, get out of the way for a second. I'm going to coach for a couple minutes. Did you know, like, we're doing a professional thing. The announcer, is a, it's a professional job. He gets paid for it. Pop, get out of the way. Give me the mic. It's just a lack of respect for everybody else, for, for what they do. Do you see why I would, would, have, a, would have a problem with that? I get it, for sure. You know, you're not going to walk over to the bench and be like, you know, one second. You guys got to stop taking these fouls and da 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 da, and then go back to your seat at the uh, microphone. Yeah, that's not going to happen that way. They <laughs> hate Greg when the media grab you by the yeah. throat. <laughs> they hate when the media tries to coach their team, yet you don't have a problem with grabbing the mic out of the announcer's hands and addressing the entire arena. So, I just I don't like the guy. And, but, and I don't usually pay attention to anything that he says because I'm not a hater. If there's people I don't like, I don't hang on their every word. You know what I mean? Like, there are very yeah. few people in the media that I can't stand 
less than Piers Morgan, but you also never hear me talk about Piers Morgan because I don't follow him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Popovich what a novel concept. To that. I don't like what exactly. you do, so I'm not going to watch or listen. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. How about that? Oh, here Bob's it is. your uncle. Uh, John Ohm has checked in today. John Ohm has entered the chat. Um, he says, Pop went off the deep end. I kind of get his frustration, but there has to be better ways. Stay professional, dude. That's my point. It's if anybody else did it, it would be terrible. But because Popovich yep. did it, it's funny. I don't understand. The, the, it's a double standard, which he calls out double standards all the freaking time. But when he does it, it's okay. Wait a minute. We're supposed to be having fun today. Woo-sa. <laughs> it um, didn't feel like an NBA professional game. It felt like a high school assembly, didn't it? When he did that. <laughs> that's, that's the point. That's the whole point. Yeah. Don Cherry. Don, uh, Brian... BW from Edmonton writes that he says only Coach Pop could do this. Imagine if Don Cherry did this. To be honest, I'm surprised Grapes didn't uh, do it <laughs> in his. Oh, we got a break. We got a break. Trust me, we got CFL to get to, more uh, hockey, NFL, we haven't even mentioned on. Probably the biggest day of the year in the National Football League, except for Super Bowl. So we'll talk about that. So we got a lot to get to. Told you we were going to have fun today. We'll be back in a moment here on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it. But it's a fact, just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code THERPSHOW. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code THERPSHOW and get them all in one package. The promo code THERPSHOW gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code THERPSHOW. You can thank me later.
RP show continues. U.S. Thanksgiving. Canadians celebrating it too. Why not? Go out and get a turkey sub. Or whatever is your thing. Um, uh, I'm here in South Florida getting ready for a triple header of the National Football League, which, by the way, is our poll question, which we'll get to in a second. Moose is in Tirana. And um, in the way of audience participation here, a couple things. Number one, John Ohm says, I want to hear your top five and bottom five in the NHL, RP. Uh, I don't have them ready now. I might be able to get them an hour or two. But as I said, we're breaking with tradition. I said that. I don't think John was with us at the start of the show. I said, we're breaking with what we normally do today because it is a U.S. holiday. So I apologize for that. I don't have it ready to go. Maybe I'll do it with Serena. We'll see. I appreciate Jeff in Yorkton writing in. He says, since it is Thanksgiving, what is your must-have food item to make it a special day? Ooh. To be honest, I could do a Thanksgiving supper without turkey. I could. I love, I mean, number one, Jay in Winnipeg says, for the win, pumpkin pie. End of story. And I'm with you on that. Right? It would be pumpkin pie, probably dressing. I know a lot of people call it stuffing, but my mom called it dressing. Pumpkin pie, dressing. Mashed potatoes and gravy. I'm really getting into the sweet potato thing. And I got, a, I got a couple stories. But off the top of your head, what's your one thing you couldn't do without in a Thanksgiving supper? I'm going to go pumpkin pie, but a close second. We're, we're yeah. Ukrainian in the family, so we always had pierogies with a little mushroom sauce at every Thanksgiving dinner. But pumpkin pie, one. Pierogies, number two. There's no wrong answer. There's no wrong answer for that. But we were at a last U.S. Thanksgiving. We were at a friend's house. You probably remember the photos of the pool and everything. And a coach was there from the gym, Orange Theory Fitness Gym. His name's Nigerian. Tall, African-American fellow, well-built, his gym coach, right? And he brought over a sweet potato pie. I said, where'd you buy that? He goes, no, no, I made it from my mom's recipe. And I'm like, Nigerian. Yeah, I would like to marry you. I said, and it's funny because you're, you're so um, domesticated. You look, you look like a pro football linebacker with this attitude, but you're not. You're a real nice guy. And he goes, oh, no, I was. Pulls out his phone. He was University of Pennsylvania linebacker. No big deal. Yeah. And uh, let me just tell you a funny story, by the way. You saw the photos. Anybody that follows my social media saw that I was at a new gym today. Johnny O's. We're going to be members there right away. And uh, probably by the end of the day, and Major Wright worked out with him today, former Bears safety, six years in the NFL, Florida Gators National Championship 2008. Chris Carter's a member there. And I got talking to Johnny O about Duran Carter. And I said, I'm, I'm on the treadmill. <laughs> He's trying to talk to me while I'm on the treadmill, the owner of the gym. And he goes, uh, so you know Duran? I said, quite well. I said, I know Chris, but I know Duran really well. And he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. He goes, how do you know Duran? I said, well, I worked for a team that he played for. Which one? Like, these guys are serious, man. And, you know, when I said the CFL is a big deal down here, it's yeah. a big deal amongst people that it's a big deal with. Do you know what I mean? Football yep. people, fans, uh, athletics people. And I said, Saskatchewan. And he goes, yeah, it didn't end well. He, there, he played for a lot of teams. Like, Johnny O's on it. He's on it. 
And I said, to wrap up the story, here's my punchline. I said, is Duran working out here? Like Chris is a member, does Duran work out here? Johnny goes, he didn't work out when he played. Why the hell would he work out now? Good point. Good point. Thank you, Johnny L. So anyways, that was my morning. That was my morning. Um, people are writing in with their sour cabbage rolls, gravy, D-D-D-D-D, Brussels sprouts. My God. What, what are you no. watching this show if you like Brussels? No, disgusting. <laughs> Anyways, far more NHL talk next hour. I'm prepping the Oilers fans. Serena will be with us in hour two for 40 minutes. So you Oilers fans can all commiserate. Because I'm seeing all the memes. I mean, there was a face of McDavid just glum on the bench, which he should be. I mean, I'm a Connor McDavid fan and people saying the look on your face when you realize coaching wasn't the problem and I'm like i think we i'm done with the hockey till next hour sorry i just kept <laughs> getting sucked down this rabbit hole but we all knew it wasn't the coaching i think even the orders knew it wasn't the coaching but they felt somebody had to pay we need our pound of flesh of this organization. So they fire the coach and they still suck. Like, what are you going to do now? I don't care, but you guys can all talk about it with Serena next hour. Point three, the Detroit Lions enter today's NFL game against the Green Bay Packers with their best record through 10 games since 1962. A turnaround that started with a 7-2 finish after a 1-6 start last season. Carried over into this year. The Lions hold a two-and-a-half game lead over Minnesota in the NFC North. The Packers-Lions kick off U.S. Thanksgiving, followed by Dallas hosting Washington and San Francisco at Seattle in the nightcap. So our poll question today for Key Yorkton Kia, by the way, unleash the future, the Kia EV6 GT at Key Yorkton Kia, where performance and innovation go hand-in-hand. Hand. Go to keyyorktonkia.com or call 306 783 2772 for more information. The 23 Kia EV6 GT movement that inspires, if I may, pardon me, I'm just pulling up the uh, tweet. What is the game of the day? <laughs> Leading the way, 49ers Seahawks with 61% of the vote. Big NFC West matchup there. Next, Green Bay at Detroit's got 29%, and only 10% have Washington at Dallas. Uh, I would vote for the Cowboys. This is like the one of the few days a year that I wear this jacket, this Cowboys pullover, because it's simply too hot to wear in Florida. I'm going to say the Cowboys game. What about you, Moose? I'm excited for the Lions game. Um, Cowboys second. For me, those are two teams that are always on Thanksgiving. So the tradition is you're going to watch the Cowboys, you're going to watch the Lions, sometimes against each other, but I think that's pretty rare. So. Um, I'm really excited for this game uh, kicking off here uh, in just a couple of minutes. Going to play deal or no deal here right away. National Football League for our official betting partner, Bet Regal. Dale writes in and says, eat your Brussels sprouts. They're good for you. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> There's a lot of good things that I can eat that aren't Brussels sprouts. So don't just worry about yourself. How about that? Let's do it right now, Moose. Let's play. You, you just worry about Dale, because that looks like it's already more than you can handle. 
I got that line from my grade seven French teacher, Dale Struthers, Mr. Struthers. He goes, you just worry about Rod Peterson because that looks like it's more than you can handle. And he was right. Savage. Oh. Take that. Okay. Yeah, Let's go with those. I got their crown. 2023. Hey, you got you fired, fired for what? saying that in 2023. You know, would you headlines written up? I don't know. You just worry about Darren DuPont. <laughs> That's more than you can handle, clearly. Okay. Can we get serious for a moment? Let's go. <laughs> okay. I'm saying that facetiously. Told you we were going to have fun today. NFL, dealer no deal for our official betting partner, Bet Regal. Sign up today for free. Join the club at betregal.ca. Green Bay at Detroit, the first game. The Lions are favored by eight. Deal or no deal, Moose? Yeah, I've seen this line at seven and a half. I've seen it at eight and a half. Um, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take the deal. I think uh, they're going to roll. They love playing on Thanksgiving, even though uh, they're never really good um, until now, but I'll take Jared Goff and the Lions. It's a deal from me, dog. Washington at Dallas. The Cowboys are favored by 13. Deal or no deal? Deal. Washington lost to the Giants. I'll take uh, the Cowboys to roll by 30. Uh, it's a deal for me, too. And San Francisco at Seattle. And apparently the game of the day, according to our viewers, 49ers favored by seven. Road faves at Seattle. Deal or no deal? I'll go no deal. I think Seattle finds a way to keep this close. but. Uh, the 49ers win by a field goal. No deal, he says. I will take the deal. The 49ers have turned out to be the 49ers. Okay. Again, sign up for free today. BetRegal.ca start playing. Uh, point four, some dreary November weather didn't stop Montreal Alouettes fans from turning up in numbers at the Great Cup Championship Parade Wednesday. Fans lined the streets and waved Quebec flags in downtown Montreal to celebrate the first Alouette CFL title since 2010. Montreal upset the Winnipeg Blue Bombers 28-24 on Sunday in Hamilton to win their eighth Great Cup. The photos, I'll be honest, I was a little surprised by. Uh, who the heck was I talking to last night? I was like, that looked like the Raptors parade. I cannot remember who I was talking to. Doesn't matter. Way to go, Montreal. Bravo, however you say that in French. I think it's bravo. Um, I know that they love the Alouettes there in Montreal. I don't... <sighs> I have thoughts. But what are yours first on the Grey Cup parade? And then just the celebration. Exactly. <coughs> Excuse me. Exactly the same. But it was awesome. When you see droves of fans like that show up and players saying this is the time of their lives and the photos from the players' accounts and the videos, it's exactly what you want it to be. It makes players in other markets dream of winning a Grey Cup. It makes kids dream of playing in the CFL. It makes the fan base think this is a fun place to be around and I want to be at the games. So I think it's awesome. The more we can showcase it, the better. Uh, as you said, bravo, Montreal. Yeah, Cody Fajardo's become a Montreal sports icon in mm -hmm. like a year of being on the job. Less than a year of being on the job. Unbelievable story. Uh, the thing is, I'm, I'm seeing now a lot of people, like the CFL now, this week after the Grey Cup, there's this carryover, a little bit of a hangover, if you will, both literal and figurative. 
But um, I don't, I, I <laughs> it is the Rod Peterson show, so I'll give you my thoughts on this. I do these global interviews, Montreal, Toronto, global, national, once a year. Like when I did that interview last Friday with Anthony Robart, global, national news, Toronto. I said, see you in a year. Like, I don't understand how the Grey Cups become like Christmas. Why is it that all the networks and the media and even the Joe Blow pays attention one week? But it's, 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 it's an event, it's a holiday, um, and it will go away now for months, and I don't know why that is. What do you think? I know. It's tough. Um, sports... For a lot of people can be hard to follow all year round. I mean, even the NHL gets pretty tough yeah. for the casual fan to follow 82 games a year per team. Um, same thing CFL and, and how long the season goes from June all the way to November. But it's the one time where we can all pay attention. It's the one time where we can all sit and focus on the game and celebrate it. And I think as somebody who at times um, gets busy, you know, and we end up maybe not paying attention as much as we should, we sit there and think, man, I really wish I watched more CFL all year. But the Grey Cup's on now, so let's make sure we celebrate it and let's right. be a part and of it. And then they forget about this it. This is the one. Then they forget about it. And then they forget about it a week later. Yeah, that's fine. Because Michigan's playing Ohio State Saturday. Both teams were 11 or no. Uh, okay, Moose, is John ready? I'm sure he is. Okay, Darren, thanks for coming on. I know you're sick. Take care of yourself. Get some turkey. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. John Liu joins us next from TSN Winnipeg. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys. Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What will they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today. Happy U.S. Thanksgiving to those who observe an NFL triple header day. We're going to start with hockey, then mosey over to football. Adam Lowry scored 139 into overtime, and the Winnipeg Jets won their fourth consecutive game, beating the Lightning in Tampa Bay 3-2 Wednesday night. Winnipeg's Connor Hellebuck made 31 saves. Josh Morrissey and Mark Scheifele uh, also scored for the Jets. John Liu covers the Winnipeg Jets for TSN and the Bombers, too. And aside from the Bomber loss, John, and by the way, Nice to see you. It's been far too long. Um, pretty nice good to times see you in too, Winnipeg. Yeah. Pretty good times in Winnipeg yeah. sports-wise. Am I right? 100%. Yeah. Well, I mean, fans are, and the team, they're, they're bummed about Sunday's result, no question. But, I mean, it was another very successful year for the Bombers from a, rec a regular season standpoint. They looked uh, good in the West Final. And 
Uh, as you mentioned, the Winnipeg Jets, uh, four straight wins. They are, I think, last when I looked this morning, I think they're two points out of the division lead. When they started in this road trip, they were five out. So, uh, yeah, they've um, they've managed to make up ground and keep running with the other big dogs in that division, Colorado and Dallas. So, um, you know, it's the, the Jets got off to a good start record-wise last season, um, but some of it was a little bit illusory. Um, but this year they're a much more solid team and they're getting the results. So it'll be interesting to see how this, uh, how this team pulls together, how it continues as the season unfolds. And, uh, once they get into the, the middle part of the season where they had the swoon last year, but certainly, um, you know, this club is looking like they, uh, they have the potential to, uh, to perhaps go places this season, a little bit deeper than first round. Well, some network named TSN has Winnipeg as the number one team in Canada in the National Hockey League, so that's saying something. But I'm hearing this murmur. I saw it from Jets fans yesterday writing into this show where we boom into Manitoba on Channel 1190, Bell MTS Cable, and Shaw Cable Channel 230. That, oh, yeah, they're like, yeah, 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 we were this good till December last year. And the roof came in, uh, caved in. Are you hearing this? Uh, not yet. Uh, the thing is, though, is that uh, up until that point in December, there were there were injuries to some key players, um, and role players were stepping in, filling in, overachieving. And then when those key players returned, like Blake Wheeler and Nikolai Ehlers, to name a couple, that's when the Jets sort of hit the skids in January. They went through that. It was about a, a almost a quarter season where they. All, they they very nearly uh, blew their playoff spot. This team is is different. Uh, the composition, even though and that's uh, uh, what Kevin Dayoff was able to pull off in the pair Luke Dubois trade. The three players that he's brought in, even though Gabriel Velarde has only played a couple of games before he uh, injured his right knee. Uh, Alex Iafalo has fit in very well playing on the top line in Velarde's spot. Um, Rasmus Kapari, until he was injured a week ago, uh, he was contributing in a fourth-line role. There's just a different feel about this club, and, uh, and, and, and it's really a lot of that, I think, has to do with Adam Lowry stepping into the captaincy. Uh, so there's uh, the leadership group is different. The, the voices the way that uh, the way that the message is delivered within the room is a little bit different because of Lowry's presence and slightly modified leadership group. And so, um, yeah, there, when I'm in the dressing room this year, Rod, it feels lighter. There's uh, there's an atmosphere in there that that seems more cohesive, and I believe that that's going to keep this club uh, more consistent through the dog days of winter. And so, I really don't think that unless they hit a stretch of like a devastating spate of injuries. I don't think this is the same club that we saw take a nosedive in the second half of the season. This is, uh, there, I believe that the, the, the result will be different. The way the season unfolds will be different as well. Wonderful update. Thank you. Because I'm following, but I'm not watching every games. I appreciate that. And before we talk about the Bombers, did you get a little misty-eyed, John, looking at the Great Cup Parade in Montreal? I mean, I know that it's a great CFL town, but the thousands that showed up, man, they really did themselves proud on Wednesday. What do you think? 
Well, to be honest, I only saw a few highlights, Rod. Um, I was busy through the, the middle part of the day, so I wasn't able to watch the parade. But uh, just seeing the, the still shots of the size of the crowd, that was really impressive because the last, uh, last Grey Cup parade that I covered in 2010, uh, I, I don't know if it was the same site, but there was a good, healthy-sized crowd, but the one yesterday seemed like it was much, much larger. So Montreal always knows how to throw a party. They, uh, um, they know how to enjoy themselves, and I think that there was just this uh, catharsis because I don't think a lot of people believe that that club, I, I've been talking about fans of Montreal, I don't think they believe that that team was going to go all the way. But the way that they ended up winning eight straight down the stretch with some of the personnel changes, especially on defense, the additions that they that they that they brought in uh, Lemon and, and Sankey, you know, those guys were huge contributors. Uh, but I think back to the off season as they were leading into the year, and they didn't know who the owner was. They were losing big names like Trevor Harris and Gino Lewis. Um, the, that club looked like it was going to go through a really rough season, and then they just they peaked at the right time. They brought it together, and so. Yeah, I think that uh, that crowd was a reflection of just how much excitement built up surrounding that crowd. But to answer your question, no, I I didn't get misty eyed about it, Rod. Even though I spent 15 years there, because well, first of all, I didn't really get to see the parade. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's uh, it was just uh, it was really uh, to me a very entertaining, well played Grey Cup game. Yeah, there were mistakes on both sides, but you know what? Overall, it was not a sloppy game. It was a pretty clean game on both sides and. So um, now, full marks to the Alouettes. They uh, they brought it when they needed to, and um, now that's uh, it. It's good for the league, to be honest with you. You know, as much as here in Winnipeg, the fans here love the team's success. They love that the Bombers are perennial contenders. That they went to their fourth straight Grey Cup. But honestly, it's like when you have excitement generated in other markets like Montreal, that goes through ups and downs. It's good for the league as a whole. If somebody wrote a book on it or did a documentary or produced a DVD on the season for the Owls, I'd watch it or I'd read it. And I'm not even an Alouettes fan, although I am a major, major Cody Fajardo fan. But I'm also a Machocha fan and, and a Jason Moss fan too, man. It's just a great story. Uh, 60 seconds left on the Bombers. How concerned should they be that it's a two-year Grey Cup losing streak? Rod, I think what they should be concerned about is that uh, how much of the band can they keep together? You know, what their motivation would be. Uh, and when I talk about the band, you have to refer to GM Kyle Walters as well, because with the management cap, his certainty or his future is uncertain with the Bombers as well. But when you go down the list, I mean, I've got a list of the Bombers free agents right now. And it's like, well, both backup quarterbacks, both running backs are free agents. Uh, almost their entire starting receiving core free agents the almost the entire starting offensive line free agents their bookends on on the front four jeff coat and jefferson both free agents you know three of the dvs the corners and their safety free agents so i think what the bombers should be concerned about not so much losing two straight great cups it's just that how competitive can they make this team moving forward simply because they have so many guys whose futures are uncertain, even though players that we spoke to on Monday, the motivation is to stay there. But again, budget and reality. Some of them are getting up there in age. How many of them 
would still be part of the team moving forward as soon as this year. So I think that the uh, what, what Bombers fans should be concerned about is what this team is going to look like next season, not so much what the result could be. Wonderful wrap. John, always good seeing you. I appreciate you always coming on when we ask, man. And uh, enjoy this rest of the Jets run. Thank you, Rod. Look forward to talking to you again. Like maybe halfway through the season, we'll do a check-in again with the because we're approaching the quarter mark of the season. Let's do a halfway mark with the Jets and uh, chat then. I would love to. Thanks, John. Thank you. TSN Winnipeg's John Liu will be coming right back with a sports update and audience takeover. So get your comments now. What would you do with your favorite team if they need to have something done? We've got a lot of that discussion going on today, but the Jets aren't one of them. The Oilers sure are, and Serena will join us live in hour two to talk about that. So Oilers fans, get ready for it. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It is Canada's favorite daytime sports talk show on Game Plus TV on the radio in Hotlanta, WQEE. And of course, podcast form, but we're celebrating U.S. Thanksgiving and the triple header is underway. Earlier on today, we played Deal or No Deal NFL style. And that's why we're going to concentrate on hockey in hour two, because the NFL fans, they gone. They're all watching NFL football right now talking about my workout this morning at Johnny O's gym, our new gym here in Boca Raton, and the Carter family is very familiar with it. Not Jimmy Carter, Chris Carter, Deron Carter, and the owner Johnny was just talking with Deron Carter not working out. It's not a secret to anybody. Colin in Ottawa writes it, and he says, imagine having a body like Deron and never setting foot in a gym. Just like Bo Jackson, those guys looked like Greek gods and dominated on the field and never touched the squat rack. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I could tell so many stories that I know about these things. Like uh, Darion and I were speaking at an event together, and we, were walk, we had to walk a long ways from the hall to the football field, and we talked the whole way and back. And I said, it was in the off-season, I said, Duran, how, how's your off-season workouts going? And he's like, I, I don't work out, Rod. And he won't mind me saying, I said, you don't? And he goes, well, no. He goes, I believe that the heartbeat, that the human life has a finite amount of heartbeats in it, and I'm not going to waste them on workouts. 
okay. And sometime after that, I was talking with one of the rider coaches, and I said, how do you feel about the fact Duran never works out? And he goes, and he never gets hurt either, and he's the best receiver in the league. It just comes easy to him. It's, bo it's both a blessing and was also a major curse. And let's not forget, for the CFL fans, of which I'm obviously one, Duran's credited with what I would call the second best coach, uh, sorry, catch in CFL history. And I think I called it. I, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. The backhanded catch in the end zone, northwest corner, Mosaic Stadium. Second best. And I called the first best, S.J. Green. Alouettes, Canada Day comeback. Those were my best. I know there are others that will argue that. Ben Cahoon had a pretty good one, which incidentally I called. Caught it on the thing at the top of his head. I didn't even get to the sports update. I guess I should do that, huh? CHL top 10 coming out for the week. Number one, Halifax Mooseheads. Number two, Prince George. Number three, Bay Como. Number four, Kitchener. Number five, Portland Winterhawks. Number six, the Saskatoon Blades. Seven, Rouen Noranda. Number eight, Peterborough. Number nine, Moncton. And number 10, the Moose Jaw Warriors. That is your CHL top 10 for the week. There are no NBA games scheduled tonight, which gives the Toronto Raptors a chance to catch their breath after back-to-back -back road games. Toronto responded from a poor effort in a loss to Orlando on Wednesday with a thrilling 132-131 win at high-scoring Indiana last night. They got the days mixed up there, but whatevs. We're brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. And for Landmark Cinemas in theaters now, Five Nights at Freddy's. As promised and as asked for, Serena joins us to open up Hour 2 right after this. And Sean Lemon coming up too.